All right, Boomer and Geo coming alive. The Bill Ford Tough Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. So Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman made national political news uh, over the weekend. I guess it was maybe on Friday, Thursday or Friday, where he has a ban on county land for transgender athletes to play in women's sports. So very specifically, someone who was biologically born a man, uh, this new order uh, prevents them if they have transitioned or are transitioning to play women's sports. He's not saying they can't play male sports. He's not saying they can't play co-ed sports. He is saying that they cannot play women's sports. Now, obviously, you get a lot of the other side, including the governor, come out and say that it is uh, transphobic and draconian and all of these things and using all these talking points. There are multiple examples, and I don't think that Bruce Blakeman or anybody that agrees with him is saying that that the folks who are transitioning aren't allowed to do that. I don't think anybody necessarily cares is what you want to do with your private life. Some people do. I know I don't. Go ahead and 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 live your life. Do what you want to do. But it is there's been clear examples when it comes to this that there is a huge unfair advantage. We just saw that story up in Lowell, Massachusetts, where. There was a, like six girls had to leave the game because this guy was bullying them around on the court. We watched Leah Thomas uh, do what she did, break all the women's swimming records. So it's just there, there's an unfair advantage there. Now, is he using this to prop himself up politically? People could say that uh, because it is a hot button issue and he knows that a lot of people in his base are going to agree with him. Uh, but I don't look at this as transphobic and or draconian. Uh, in any way, I just think this is something that most people on both sides of the aisle will agree is is unfair when you see someone who was born biologically a man dominate women's sports. You know, so let me ask you this. You have two daughters. I do. Uh, how would you feel if they had to compete in a situation like you just um, um, described up in Massachusetts? Yeah, I mean, I would be, yeah, I would be livid. How would you feel if you were Riley Gaines and you jumped into a pool and, you know, uh, Leah Thomas, you know, tied you and they gave her the medal and not, or gave her the medal instead of you? Yeah. I mean, I would, I would be I, I upset. Mean, like it's, it's, it's just common sense. I, and again, I, I just, I, it's obviously a political hot button. It's something that Bruce Blakeman felt like he had to do. Maybe his constituents were pushing it. But uh, I have uh, two granddaughters now, um, hopefully a third on the way. Yeah. And I want them to have equal rights, and I want them to be able to play their sport against the people they're supposed to be playing against. It's as simple as that. I mean, I I don't know what else to tell you. You want to live your life a certain way? Live your life the way that you want to live it? I have no problem with that. But once you start impacting others in a negative fashion, then that's where my issues come into. And, yeah. and I think most of us feel from a practical standpoint, while it sounds harsh, what it is, it's making sure that women's sports are played on an equal playing level. Yeah. And these, these examples are still few and far between. But when those examples come up, it's extreme. I mean, it is it is extreme. There is an unfair advantage. And I really I mean, I don't know how anybody like how mm-hmm. Leah Thomas or the or the the transitioning basketball player up in Lowell, Massachusetts, how, how you can feel good about yourself, like blocking shots and knocking girls down and all this. Like, what are you, like, what the hell? Well, the interesting thing about Leah Thomas, you know, when 
he was considered a male and not a transitioning female, he was on the male's team. Mm-hmm. On the male team. Right, yep. And now, all of a sudden, for one year, he's on the female team, and he's shattering records yeah, in the I mean, pool. Right. And you know what? Good for him to be whoever he wants to be or she wants to be or they want to be. But when it starts impacting others negatively, that's where you get into this issue about women's rights. I mean, I, I, mean, I don't know how, look, how any parent would want to put their daughter on a field against a biological male. I just don't know. Listen, I have if, no idea. If, if Sabrina is playing basketball in Sayville and then a, a trans athlete blocked her shot and that person was born with the name Ned, I'd be pretty upset about it. I, I think you would, <laughs> and I've yeah, got to be honest with you. I'd be and, upset about and it. And it would be up for your school system. But, you know, again, what ends up happening, what I believe ends up happening, and, you know, I haven't obviously delved into the weeds and all this, but what happens with these public schools is that New York State out of Albany mm-hmm. holds money over their heads and says you're not getting this money unless you do it this way. And that and that's and you know I, I don't know if Governor Hochul has any kids. You know, how would she like it if her daughter were in a race where she had been dominating her whole life and she's running the hurdles, you know, and she's gonna be the next Jackie Joyner Kersey. Right. And she's going to be great. And then all of a sudden... Carl Lewis shows up. She, exactly. Yeah. And then wipes her out. She get, didn't have a chance to make you know a college team or an Olympic team or whatever team she was going for. I wonder if the governor would be singing a different tune. Yeah. And I know that some people that are, are against this or some people that agree with Bruce Blakeman, rather, uh, are people who are transphobic and, and don't want any sort of equal rights. That's not what Bruce Blakeman is saying. That's not what his, if you read the whole thing, if you listen to all his words, he's not denying the ability for trans people to play sports or live their lives in any way that they want to live their lives. He is trying to make an even playing field for women's sports. That's it. He's protecting women's rights, which I think women have been fighting for for hundreds of years. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and now all of a sudden they've been thrown out the window the last five years and it's become a political uh, hotbed and a hot topic, of course, but you know it seems it does seem extreme when a elected official comes out and says what he said. Now I give him I give him credit for you know doing what his constituents want him to do. That's usually what happens when somebody is elected to represent a group of people. Like yeah. like, like for instance, take take Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. You can have her, but you just take her for a second. Um, you know, she is claiming she's elected by a group of people that want her to be, you know, have policies that reflect who they are. Mm-hmm. Now, not everybody in her district is going to believe that, but it seems like the majority of people who do the, the voting have voted her in for some reason. It's the same thing with the mayor. Like I, I can't vote for the mayor. I'm not a New York City resident, so I right. can't vote for him. Right. But if he, he didn't tell me that when he was running for office that he was going to accept 130,000 illegal immigrants and then pay them money that <laughs> for out of my tax dollar. He didn't say that when he was running. That's right. Yep. I, so I, I don't know. You you know, this this is, uh, you know, like we're getting into politics and all of that other stuff. I, I just try to think of it from a practical standpoint. And if your daughters were playing, you know, would would you want them to have to go through the indignity of losing to somebody who was born a male? Yeah, I mean, and even I mean, this is one of those things I really do believe that that most people would probably end up somewhere in the same area on this. 
even Bob Costas, who was a guy who is out there politically talking very much with the left talking points, said similar things about this issue, saying that, listen, there's there's a weight class in boxing for a reason, right? I mean, there's you can't have uh, heavyweights not going to fight a, a lightweight. Just not fair. Just a, there's different body compositions. There's different DNA. It's just different everything. Um, so th- th- I bring that up just because I, I don't think this is something that is, di- you know, 100 percent, you know, on one side or the other. I do think there can be some common ground there. Well, there also could be, you know, co-ed sports. You know, there there are co-ed, you know, sports leagues that you can join and you can play in. I don't think anybody would have a problem with that. No, I, I, I yeah, I mean, that that's going to be the toughest thing to figure out is, you know, where like, all right, someone who. I think that this is the the first of its kind in the country. This Nassau County one. it is. It so is. it's it's this is it's not like this is going on all over the country. But let's say that it does for a second. You know where does that that trans athlete? You know where will that person be able to play? Well, the interesting thing will be the aquatic center uh, over at Rose uh, over by uh, the Northwell Ice Arena. Yeah, the Northwell Ice Arena is another place. You know, the other thing, too, is that some of these county fields do host playoff games for different teams. And I don't know how many trans athletes we're actually talking about here uh, in uh, the, the county of Nassau. But if there is a playoff game that is scheduled to be played on a county field and one of the teams is has played the entire season with a trans athlete, that trans athlete's not going to be allowed to play. Or will they move the game? Right. I would think they would probably move the game is what I think would happen. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's listen. It's complicated. No, I, I, no, I don't. I don't think it's all that complicated, actually. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I really don't. I yeah, well, I kind of said the same thing as far as the fact that, like, I do think that most people would agree. I would say that it, it's complicated in the standpoint of of the part of it that's complicated to me is okay. Someone wants to play that who's a trans athlete. I mean, do you say okay, you can play co-ed, or you can or you can play on the women's team if you were born a woman, and and is that is that the answer? Is that going to be acceptable to those who have transitioned? I don't know. That would that would seem it, like the logical only, thing. It only, to me. It's only one way. It's only when the male transitions to the female. Right. Exactly. That's where the issue lies. Right. Yeah. The other way, it does not. No, lie. but I'm saying. So, all right. Right. If that person, so the male transitions to the female, then is that guy allowed to play? Is that person allowed to play on the male's team still? I mean, when would that work? That'd be a that 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 would be that would probably be the answer. But then, but that person knows if they're going to be taking the the amount of uh, pharmaceuticals that they need to take to reach a certain level of, I guess, what estrogen? Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that would be, uh, I think that would be tough. But I, I mean, look, I got three, you know, two granddaughters, and I all I want them to be is the best that they possibly can be and have every opportunity in this world to become the persons or the person that they want to be. And uh, if it's through sports, great. If it's not, great. But whatever it is, they should be who they want to be. And that's as good. That's the same that goes for everybody else. But <laughs> I just don't want them to be negatively impacted by somebody else that's going through a transition that was born a male and is obviously stronger, bigger, and faster uh biologically when there's a competitive advantage right that's <laughs> something that has to be and also a danger sure i mean there's a there's a much there's a much i would imagine they forfeited that game up in massachusetts they they stopped it yeah because the coach took his players off the off the right. court because there's like four of them that got injured it was like 
We can't right. do this any longer. Uh, let's go to Andrew, who's in Brooklyn. What's going on, Andrew? Hey, what's up, boys? Good morning. Good morning. Uh, yeah, you know, it is. It's a touchy issue. Um, my, I, my thoughts are kind of with boomers. I, I don't really think it's that complicated. I think we've kind of fallen into, like, a fear of repercussion. Is what's everyone going to say to us on social media for having an opinion? And this is, again, it's kind of a politically leaning uh, situation where it's being pushed, it's being grabbed and picked and prodded at. It's kind of an everyday news. But uh, if you look up, I think her name was Cyborg, who was a UFC fighter, a man that became a woman and went into the women's UFC. Look up that his first her, her first fight. Like it was it was bad. I like you said. I think now it's like like girls are getting hurt. I think more and more people are going to start taking uh, this other side of it. Is you know make if if all these people want to do this, they maybe make another league. We made women's leagues for sports. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, this is something that was when I actually the, pro- the problem is. I mean, is it, they're going to be a many, trans league, right? You know? How many how many trans people are there? I don't I don't know the answer. That are playing that. sports that on top play, of right. it in the same area. I mean, it's kind of you know that's I I don't think that that's going to happen. No, I would I would think that uh, there are a lot of people a hell of a lot smarter than you and I that have gone over this a thousand different ways, but all we do know is that there are too many examples of how unfair it is for the women who are playing. And you, you can vilify Riley Gaines all you want. That's her life. It got taken away from her. Yeah. And she is fighting tooth and nail uh, for women to have their equal rights that they've been fighting for for years and years and years and years and years. So I take my hat off to her because, you know, she's the one that's lived the life and she's actually seen it up close and personal. Right. Affected her her life directly. Rob in New Hyde Park. What's going on, Rob? RNG, oh yeah. What's happening, Rob? What's going on? Nothing. Just want to touch on the legal uh, aspect of what's going to happen here. I'm assuming there's going to be some kind of challenge from, uh, you know, one sort of entity or another that's going to put this this ban into the courts. And what I think is going to happen is they're going to argue in a vacuum that what they're trying to do uh, on the opposing side of the ban, what they're trying to do is exclude you know, people based on gender identity, which is something New York has unfortunately like kind of litigated or, or passed legislation already. And you might see the ban get struck down, uh, whether it's right, wrong, or indifferent. And that's because the ban specifically targets people based on gender identity. And what's going to have to be balanced is going to be the government's interest in protecting the health of young women, which I think you have a legitimate argument there. And I'd really like to see how it plays out, but I want to get your guys take on what do you see coming in terms of the challenges and what do you see you know locally what what the groundswell movement's going to be from those who are opposed and those who are for the ban you know i don't i don't doubt that there's going to be a legal challenge again i'm not a legal scholar by any stretch of the imaginations but you know anytime you've seen arguments like this take place in public there's always going to be somebody representing the people who feel like they're unrepresented you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So we're going to see some sort of legal challenge without question. But I, I I honestly believe if you're not afraid to talk about it and you can talk about it in a reasonable way, all you have to do is say it's about women's rights. It's about their health. It's about their uh, 
opportunity to excel in a sport that they've given their whole life to. Yeah. And it may be taken away because of some of these um some of these allowances that just don't seem to make any sort of physical sense to me. That's and, and being an athlete myself, I I just I know what it takes to become great like Riley Gaines and to all of a sudden out of the blue have to jump into a pool with a guy who by the way uh for four years prior was on the men's swim team at the University of Pennsylvania and still has his penis and is still in the freaking locker rooms and all of this other stuff. If your daughter was put into that situation, how would you feel? Yeah, no, I'm, I would not be happy at all. Uh, a couple of things. One, uh, the caller called up, but I, I wanted to make sure of this. And I also got a, a text from a friend as well. That cyborg that he was talking about was not transgender. That she was born a woman, still is a woman. I don't know where he got that from, uh, but I wasn't sure right away, so I went to go check that. Um, so I wanted to, uh, I wanted to absolutely correct that. And also, this is what Kathy Hochul's response was to this Bruce Blakeman uh, ban. He, she said, "There's nothing lower than trying to score cheap political points by putting a target on the backs of some of our state's most vulnerable children." Now that the Nassau GOP's fear-mongering on immigration failed in NY3, they're resorting to a new divisive culture war attack, bullying trans kids. We're proud New York has some of the nation's strongest protections for the LGBTQ plus <clears throat> community, and my administration is committed to enforcing these laws. Nobody's against the LGBTQ community at all. <laughs> at all. I mean, you want to talk about scoring cheap political points. That's what that statement is right there. She's doing the same thing. She's, I mean, that that's just, I don't know, whatever. But um, I, there will it's, it's, be pushback because it's this state. That's why there's going to well, be massive gonna be, pushback. There's going to be pushback across the country, and there will be, and there'll be but especially fights back here in forth. New York. I mean, you know, without a but, doubt. But just again, I don't know how many times you got to say it. Live your life the way you want to live it, and right. don't negatively impact somebody else. Right. Yeah. That that's basically what it comes down to. All right, let's go to Alexandra in Connecticut. What's going on, Alexandra? Hi, guys. How are you? Good, Alexandra. What's happening? Good. Um, I just kind of wanted to weigh in on the conversation as well. I have kind of a unique perspective. Um, my ex-husband is trans, was actually born male, and is now uh, female. And, um, Boomer, I completely agree with you personally, um, but I also agree with... Or not agree with, but see, you know, how trans people want to be included, how exclusion hurts them. And, you know, I, you said it's not complicated. In one way, it's not complicated. In another way, it's extremely complicated. And, um, you know, it's, there's definitely going to be legal pushback. Um, but I agree that even after a male has transitioned, um, he's still going to retain those inherent physiological traits, um, you know, that can't be removed with, with an operation or anything like that or changed with an operation. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's going to be definitely interesting to see how things play out. And um, I agree that we should be able to talk about it in a civilized manner and not be afraid to, to voice our opinions. So. Yeah, that, that, that is important. And let me ask you, Alexander, do you have any children? No. All right. So, I mean, like, I, I just think of the mothers and fathers that are putting their young daughters 
out there on the field of play, and it could be anything. It could be lacrosse. It could be uh, softball. It could be ice hockey. It could be any major sports where there will be collisions. And I just think about how that is an unfair advantage to those young women. And those young women should have every advantage and every opportunity not to have to run into something like that. Yeah, I mean, this is just the one example, too. We're talking about competitive athletics. That's yeah, it. it. Right. And we're talking about you know people who are going for scholarships in college or going for, you know, while they're in college, building a resume to maybe go pro somewhere. Like Those people that on their resume are, are getting denied opportunities to win certain things because of uh, someone like Leah Thomas. We're not, this is not Jim Crow laws that's being proposed. We're, we're not, talking we're about not competitive talking about, athletics. We're not, we're not talking about not letting people into restaurants or have a parade in New York City right. or live their lives. Got to use a different water fountain. No. no we're is, not asking for no, any of that. Well, no, nobody's no. saying that. All nobody. I'm saying and what I would be fighting for is my granddaughter's health and her, her and depending on what she may turn into, by the way, yeah, it may. You know, I I'm not. Who knows? I mean, I just I just think that it's it's a practical application of understanding what sports is all about and how competitive it really is. Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Jerry joins us with an update moment of the day coming up in just a couple minutes. <laughs> All right, Boomer and Geo on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. Like a beautiful day out there today. How about that? 45 by 11. Wow. Yeah, I had plans to go out and uh, play today, but then the uh, place that I booked online said we're still closed because we got too much snow in the fairways still. Wow. Need me to set you up? Aware. Does What's a open? bear poop in the woods? Does, does it have? Does it have to be discussed openly? I mean, I, I, I can make a okay, yeah, calls. No, no, no. I, I forget. I won't. No, 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 right, no, 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 no. He's I, in. I he's in. No, I didn't not. mean it no, like that. Not. I was just saying there's a lot of places that are closed right now. That's all. You know. So we will discuss off the air. Trust me. I was not. We have no snow by me anymore. Everything's gone. I know. Uh, we talk about this all the time. Know, For whatever reason, things are just worse weather-wise by me than it's they are. It's colder. Well, I will yeah. say just the water. Maybe because you're closer to the ocean, but I would also say that I tend to think that Jersey always gets the worst of it. Maybe I. I don't know. Storm-wise, I guess I feel like you've had worse storms than us though. This, maybe this, this winter. Year. Yeah. Yeah. You might. I, be right. I always feel like North Jersey, Connecticut, up into Massachusetts. Oh, North. North I'm more central yes, to yeah. the south. Okay. North more and south. west. North and west. Yeah, they get okay, screwed big west. time. Okay. Mm. Uh, all right, Jerry. What's brought to you by the Farmer's Dog? Fresh human grade dog food delivered right to your door, and also brought to you by Jackpocket. Order official state lottery games on your phone. With Jackpocket, this is a little bit off the beaten path, but I did see uh, Shannon Sharp and Chad Ochocinco. They do a good job of posting a lot of these clips from their Nightcap podcast. This is more of the serious uh, tone because I guess Adrian Peterson has been in financial problems to where they're starting to see some of his property to sell at auction. Right, his MVP he, trophy, stuff like yes, that. Yeah. To where he has since posted he's fine financially, that they're just taking things. I don't know. But these two discussed it, and Shannon basically was coming... Uh, with the theme of, well, of course he might be broke when he did things like this during his career. He spent millions on his 30th birthday party that featured a camel in which he rode, snake charmers, belly dances, first class travel. Oh, Charm, would you listen to what I'm saying? First class travel 
for 300 guests. Look at this birthday party. A camel? <laughs> yeah, a camel. So then Ocho Cinco, who... So he threw himself a 30th birthday party. Yes, in 2015. And he already talked about how he made about $100 million in his career after taxes. Who knows what that is? And then you do things like about, this. About after taxes, agent fees and everything. Let's say I'll give you a net... I'll give you a net $43 million. So then Chad Ochocinco, who, as he would remind everybody, he's a very cheap slash frugal person because he, he understood early on the money's not going to last uh, very long because the careers are short. He sounded genuinely upset because he likes Peterson. Listen, I'm all for enjoying yourself, the fruits of your labor. You work hard as hell to get to the NFL. You work hard as hell. Enjoy yourself. But you got to know when to say no to family. Oh, yeah, for sure. You got to know when to say no to friends. And you got to know when to say no to those who mean you no good that's around you, especially those that weren't there before mm -hmm. you made it. So he might, Peterson might. You know, this, this Chad Johnson, he's a funny guy. So we get uh, inducted together in the Ring of Honor for yeah. Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. There's about 100 people with him, and there's like 10 people with me. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know if they were all on his time or they all came. You know, T.O. was a part of it, too. It I nice remember, to yeah. T.O. show up for that. Mm. I would Listening to him, I'd be yeah. stunned if he's the one that paid for them all, but you never know. It was, it was amazing. He had, he had an army of people. Yeah, that, that he all made fly Frontier. <laughs> <laughs> Send him half the bill. I'm trying to know, where does he live now? I have no idea where he's living. I don't know, because he does that show. He's got a different room behind him every yeah. night. He's somewhere else. Right. So, I don't know. Uh, so, you have that. You also got Eagles wide receiver A.J. Brown from a couple of days ago, WIP in Philly. Yeah, the report about fracturing in the locker room, the whole thing with Jalen Hurts. So, first, are you and the teammates inside the locker room okay? Yeah, the locker room is fine. After the season, whatever. I just said players wasn't executed, like I said in the interview. That's what it came down to. I think the media kind of ran with the coaches. The coaches fault. The coaches didn't prepare us and this and that. I never blame the coaches. I'm not the person to blame the coach. All right, so you have that. Then you have the whole thing he called the report that him and Jalen Hurts don't get along is a bunch of BS. And then he called out the Philadelphia media. What's the deal? Like, you guys are supposed to be supporting Philly, but, you know, it don't turn, turn out It don't turn out to be that. You know what I'm saying? Like, why, why make up so many rumors? You know what I'm saying? Like, because most of the rumors don't, don't even be real rumors. These, these are rumors that you guys are making up and everybody run with. Like, so what's the deal? <laughs> by and by the way, you know, he's a great football player. He is that was a great trade by Howie Roseman. Yeah. And that's one of the biggest misconceptions when a guy comes from a smaller market maybe to a larger northeast crazy fan base place is that they think that the media is supposed to be on their side. You're supposed to be supporting us. You're supposed to be rooting for us because he came from a place in Tennessee where they were probably doing that most of the time. Well, I mean when you're losing and the way that they collapsed at the end of the year, they were going to get hammered, and everybody wanted to know why. What was the reason for, you know, the dip in production, especially you know at the wide receiver position? Because quite frankly, I thought AJ Brown was going to be an All Pro player, and that's you know that's the award all the players want. But Amon Ross St. Brown the last couple of weeks surpassed him mm -hmm. because the while the Eagles were going one way, the the uh, the Lions were surging. And he overtook A.J. Brown as the one of the all-pro wide receivers. And speaking of wide receivers, it does look like, I'm sure you mentioned it, T. Higgins will get the franchise tag in Cincinnati. So Yeah, for $21.8 million. Yep. 
So you've got that and Peter King announcing his retirement after uh, all these years covering the NFL. Uh, elsewhere, we've got the Rangers and a 10-game winning streak came to an end yesterday. They lost to the Blue Jackets 4-2. Uh, Jack Roslovic snapping a 2-2 tie in the second. Peter Lavulette not interested in back-to-backs or anything like that. Team went out, didn't win. We needed to win a game tonight. There's no there's no excuses with the schedule. The schedule's a schedule. Everybody catches back-to-backs. You're expected to be able to handle that. And tonight uh, wasn't wasn't our best. And here was your guy, Chris Kreider, unhappy with the loss. Two points divisional opponent. So I'm going to lose a hockey game, especially when we've been playing well. So point, points matter, especially at this point in the season. Now they'll get another chance for two more points on Wednesday when they play Columbus uh, once again this time. And one of the, the greatest garden. winning streaks in franchise history and you know, get another one going now. I was actually surprised, only because they've been around so long, and they've, I know they haven't won a ton of Stanley Cups, but they've been a really good organization. That 10 was the record. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it's hard to win 10 games in a row in any sport. Yep, well, they won 10, not 11. They can start again on Wednesday. Yes. Uh, the Lightning beat the Devils. No 10-game winning streaks there for New Jersey. Uh, 4-1 the final yesterday. You got the Islanders in Dallas tonight. Knicks and Pistons this evening. Knicks still all banged up, as we know. And the Nets are in Memphis. We'll have that on the fan at 7.50. St. John's Creighton. Well, whatever Rick Pitino said last week certainly worked because his team had a solid win on Sunday. Right wing pass goes to Dingle. Five seconds to shoot. Four seconds to shoot. Dingle down the left side of the lane. Step back, jump shot over Bristol. Let's go! Yeah, the Dingle Bears. Jenkins drains it. <laughs> Big time hoop in St. John's head, 84-78. And Dingle sends it over to Yakimovsky. <laughs> you don't know what that uh, means. Hang on for just a minute. So yes. that was John Minko on St. John's Radio from Learfield. They beat number 15, Creighton, 80-66. to Dingle had 18. Danis Jenkins, 27. I mean, college basketball is awesome. Yeah, it's better than the NBA. It is awesome. I mean, you know... Especially when you start coming down to these tournaments and everything, late season runs. Yeah, we're getting there now. I mean, kids, they go 100 miles an hour. Even watching that Maryland-Rutgers game yesterday, I mean, Rutgers just couldn't hit any shots. Yes, they missed a lot of shots. And it seemed like the ball was always bouncing to a Maryland player. Mm -hmm. And I think the Maryland players had that last loss to Rutgers at uh, the Xfinity Center. Maryland kind of a little motivation. That was the second of five out of six they lost. So they had enough of losing. Yes. So they they went in there. And I'll tell you one thing, too, about Kevin Willard. So the kid Julian Reese had a great game. That's Angel Reese's brother. Had a dunk and then started yelling at, like, the students. Yes. Willard called timeout, went right after him. Hey, you know, basically the... Oh, he's no joke. Shut up and play. Yeah, it was pretty good. And then he finished the game and played great. Uh, So a good win for Maryland, 63-46 yesterday over Rutgers. Baseball-wise, Yankees beat the Blue Jays 12-6. They'll play the Twins today. Here's Juan Soto having a blast in Tampa with his new Yankee fans. It's a great feeling. Uh, It's still spring training. It's it's a great feeling to to get to know the fans and everything and how it's going to be up there in New York. Keep hitting 430-foot home runs. Well, you get a lot of of home runs. Who has more home runs, Pete Alonso or Juan Soto in their career? Well, Alonso's older. Um, I'll well, say, I will say this, though. Juan Soto has played almost 100 more games. Really? Yes. I'm going to say, because you're asking me, I'm going to say, I would have said Soto, but I'm going to say Pete Alonso because you're asking the question. By 32, 192 yeah. to 160. Doesn't Alonso have more than Judge, too? Yeah, how about the RBIs? Who's got more RBIs? Well, again, I'm going to go with Alonzo since we're playing this game. Right, almost 500 to 483. What's his war? See, the war is where the, that's a big problem. <laughs> I heard that before. Whatever that means. I just heard war, and I thought you guys were talking about what's going on right. overseas, and then I heard you mention 
baseball. It's like, oh my god! And now you it's great. We we're going to talk overseas war versus <laughs> I did. overseas war. I yeah, I thought it's possible. Yes, you know what's great now this year with the new uniforms, we could see which one of these guys has the bigger swing. <laughs> we can compare that as well. <laughs> How about for the guys with the smaller ones? I know it's tough. I thought about that. Going to be emasculating. One hundred. You know what they do. We're bringing back the cup. cup. Bringing back the cup. <laughs> cup yes, yeah. damn right. Uh, the Mets will play the Nationals today. Just real quick, this was uh, Carlos Mendoza on the update on Senga. What's the deal? Like you That's guys supposed him. to be? Supposed- <laughs> I would have been great, <laughs> <if I was laughs> Carlos. What's the deal, man? That was AJ with these Brown. Japanese pitchers. <laughs> <laughs> this is Carlos Mendoza. He flew to New York and got a PRP injection, which was recommended by the doctors. And Senga was on board with it. Uh, he's back today uh, at the complex. Uh, everything went well. But now it's probably like three weeks of not throwing and letting the shot do the work. And then so. You know what's amazing to me about this Carlos Mendoza? So he is now in the first moment in his career where he has to talk about players' injuries. Yeah. And, you know, teams usually don't like to openly talk about injuries. I wonder if they ever. I wonder if they sat him down when they hired him and said, "Look, you know, this is how we're going to describe injuries." This, I wonder if that was part of the. The fact that, that Stern be, spoke well, yeah. though the other day at length, I think, helped in that way. Exactly. Right. Yep. Otherwise, you might be right if this was like a, a newsflash to everybody, but we knew that there was something going on. Yeah, I mean, it's just very open about the injuries, which is good. I I kind of like it from where we sit because it gives us a, a real perspective, because we're not really sure what the Knicks are doing with Julius Randle. We hear multiple things. Or in hockey. Lower body, upper body. Yeah. No idea how they're going to be out, how long they're going to be out. All right, time now for moment of the day, brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila, brought to you by those who drink it. <laughs> and yes, some very interesting names in sports these days, as we discussed a couple of hours ago. So I'm watching this sports center, and they're talking about Washington State basketball, and Linda Cohn's doing the highlights. And she goes, and then they get the ball to Andre Jakimovsky. And I went, no. No, no, no. And then I look it up, and it's 100% his name. Andre Jakimovsky. J-A-K-I-M-O-V-S-K-I. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. Did she laugh when she said it? No. She she was after a huge upset win over Arizona. Yeah. And... Jack Amorski <laughs> stood tall. Jack it's amazing, and I just went, "No, no way!" And then I went to the, I went to the the website and the roster. And there he was. There, there was not a mistake. But it's probably Yakamoski. Whatever. Yakamoski. <laughs> but it's with a J, though. Yeah, Yakamoski. Well, really not much better. Right? <laughs> so, but like he's over there. Like Yakamoski's not a funny thing. He comes to America. He's like, Why everybody laughing? <laughs> <laughs> there you go, guys. Moment of the day. All right, very good, Jerry. Thank you. We will see you tomorrow. Right it's on. Boomer and Geo coming to you live for the Build Ford Tough Studio. All right, so we got you set up for golf today? <laughs> yeah, but now I don't have anybody to play with. Ah, I'm sure that person that is uh, taking care of you would probably play with you. Maybe. Or yeah. maybe you call your boy Frank and let's go, Frank. Yeah, Frank's probably working. I don't know. Yeah, working? I, doing what? He's working hard. That's what great general managers at golf courses do. Yeah, well, his golf course I know is not open. Yeah, right. It is not. So call him. It's halfway between where he is and you are right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you guys can meet and get and go play nine if you want. All right. 
Yeah, I'll figure it out. I the one guy I was supposed to play with. Now I feel bad because I canceled the other one, and he's now he's probably doing something else. Like I right. ask him, I don't know. It's a mess now. Okay, it's a mess. But I'm happy. Right. I'm happy that I got a spot. You want to play? No, I don't want to play. Why not? Beautiful. Uh, Beautiful. Yeah, I know. Because I, 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 I have to do some other things. Ah, screw the other things. I wish I could say that, but I can't. Live a little. I am. Live, damn it, live. Live. I mean, <laughs> I mean come on. you got to get in shape for uh, Casa de Campo. Let's yes, go. I do. Let's get in shape for that. I am getting in shape for that. Squeezing a round or two. Um, what's it like, Al, screening phone calls on a topic such as this with the uh, transgender athlete thing? It's a rough one because uh, we all the phones are buzzing. And I'm trying to go through them because I want to get somebody on the air. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I right. want to get somebody who's interesting. It's a lot of just parroting your take, so I don't want to do that because it's already thing. Hmm. And sometimes people have a good take, and they go through this whole long story, and then they go, oh, I don't want to go on the air. Well, then what are you calling me for? You tell them. <laughs> no, right. no. Pass it along. Yeah, pass this along. <laughs> God, oh. What a waste of time. Oh, my Nothing gosh, worse just... than somebody wants you to pass something yeah, along. Yeah, pass this along. I, I yeah. never, by Which the way. you come out of your mouth, not right. out of my mouth, because I might not be correct in the way that I am characterizing what you have just told me. Correct. And I never, by the way, I never pass it along to Boomer Gio. <laughs> right. Don't pass anything along to us. <laughs> I never, I, listen, that's been going on for years and years and years. Back when I was producing Steve Summers in 2006, I wasn't passing it along back then either. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll pass it along. Nope. This is where it ends. Right here. All right, let's go to Michael, who's in Manhattan. What's going on, Michael? Hey, guys. Uh, you're kind of missing the point on this Blankman thing. I know, Boomer, you live in uh, Nassau County. Yeah, it's Blankman. It's not Blankman. Blankman. Yes. I'm sorry. It's all right. Uh, so let's say this is a hypothetical that Gina leaves Geo. <laughs> I don't think it's that much. It's not that crazy. <laughs> and hooks up with you, Boomer. You'd say that's a significant increase, right? Uh, uh, yeah, well, <laughs> I think Gina would have to decide that. Blakeman's wife left him and hooked up with Paul McCartney. That Get out of here. time biggest improvement ever. Uh, wait, there was one just recently we were talking about that was a huge improvement. Oh, I forget who it was. So, but what does that have to do with anything that we're talking about? Nothing. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, Al, you didn't want to pass that along to us? No, I wanted him to pass that <laughs> okay. along to you personally. No, that was funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I mean, think her name was Nancy Chevelle. That's who it was? I think that's who it was, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I did not know that story. Oh, we were just talking about a huge upgrade with somebody. It was like a couple weeks ago. Like, man, what an upgrade. Or maybe it was just Brittany Mahomes' social circle when Taylor Swift became friends with her. Maybe yeah. that's what it was. But yeah, no, that that's definitely a big upgrade. Yeah, if Gina left me for Boomer, it'd be more money, bigger schween, but older. You know, yeah, older. No, no. That's just, just the don't one. Don't even talk about like hypotheticals like that, please. <laughs> oh, I mean, just. I love that. You'd say that's a big upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> Bob in Boonton, New Jersey. What's going on, Bob? Hey, guys. How you guys doing? All right, Bobby. What's, what's up, happening? Uh, I, I I just can't. First, before I get to what I saw, I, I I can't get this whole Me Too movement. Where are they? They're nowhere to be found. You know, all of a sudden they're 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 lost. They're like a ghost. 
They're not sticking up for any of these women. And the person that drives me crazy is Megan Rampone. She used to stick up. Rapino. 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 Yeah. Rapino. Why aren't they getting paid? Why aren't they? Oh, that's great. I get what she's doing. But now she's stuck up for the transgender people. That's all because she didn't have a, she didn't lose her spot to a man. So why isn't she sticking up for all these young ladies that, that are just going to be absolutely forgotten about <clears throat> and taking things out of their lives? It's disgusting and she should be held accountable for, for her words and her actions. Now, it says here on the uh, description list for the topic that Al puts up that you went to a transgender soccer game. I guess not. And he hung up. Did you just pass that along to us? Oh, okay, I can pass that along to you. He will. He said he was at a game where where a transgender woman was playing in women's uh, women's sports. And oh, she was dominating everybody. It was very hard to watch. Oh, said. okay, all right. I thought he went to like everybody was transgender soccer game. Right. Like he bought a ticket to that. It's <laughs> like showing up in the stands. That would have been interesting. Uh, let's go to Jeff, who's up in Connecticut. What's going on, Jeff? Hey, good morning, guys. Good to talk to you. Um, Same here. What's up? So this topic sort of started today when you're talking about a politician who got involved. And unfortunately, in our society, when the politicians get involved, it, it gets muddied and things don't always work out very well. In fact, I think that this issue was actually voted on in Congress and it went right down party lines, which which should is astonishing. Let me, let me just ask you, you mean, Jeff. Let me just ask you a question. I don't care. Look, I'm an independent. You know, I am a registered independent here in New York. Okay, so I'd like to think that I don't follow party lines either way. I, I look at issues individually. Uh, if you have a daughter in this situation and she is going up against a transgender athlete, how would you personally feel about that? Well, I agree with you 100 percent. So when I, when I saw that vote, it was amazing to me that every single person who voted against the biological women could go home to their wives, their daughters and say, yeah, listen, I support you, but I voted the other way. I don't get it. But but I think the way that the needle can be moved is if the if the athletes, the, the biological female athletes take a stand, do civil disobedience and do it by themselves. And by that, I use swimming as an example. If they got on the blocks where there is a or multiple transgender swimmers and they feel it's an unfair advantage when the when the starting gun goes, they let those swimmers jump in the pool and they stand on the blocks as soon as the transgenders get get done and they get their participation medals which i think is another reason this all started then the girls get back on the blocks and either a coach or one of them says on your mark get set go and they have their real race and i think if that's done over and over again uh people will get the idea and the needle will move yeah, I mean, you know, it took a lot of guts for women to do that. That's for sure. It takes, uh, it's taken, I don't, I can't even believe I'm saying this. That for somebody like Riley Gaines, it takes guts for her to go out there and speak her mind about the way she feels about how but, she was treated. Right, I know. I mean, that, but, that but it's true, though. become a thing? But, but it's true because you know there's going to be massive backlash. Whether we agree with it or not, you know it's going to be out there. I think, I think you framed it perfectly. We're not telling anybody that they can't go into a restaurant, go into a bathroom. We're not saying any of that. Right. What we're saying is that on the field of play, in organized sports... We want a level playing field for women. Yeah. That's all. That's right. It's pretty simple. 100%. Yep. And that never said, hey, you know, this is the worst thing in the world and we don't want people to have human rights and their own rights or they can't. And no. 
do whatever the hell you want. And by the way, don't care, you, but just I, don't I would be, like to think if you are transitioning, you could still, you know, compete against the men if you want. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. If you want. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, but I, I don't listen. And Bruce I, Blakeman actually said exactly that. He said if you want to play in the men's situation, you want to play co-ed, fine. But just not in the, the women's league. The problem becomes very, it, it, it is a political ping pong ball going back and forth. Yep. And the amazing thing to me is why I said what I said about being a registered independent and, and that I can look at issues individually and then decide what I think makes the most practical sense is that I know Democrats have daughters and for those men who are Democrats have wives. I mean, you know. <laughs> Just you, sounds you, like an organization, DemocratsWithDaughters.com. <laughs> yeah, but what I'm saying is like, how, like that last caller said, how do they go home and look at their daughter straight in the eye yeah. or their granddaughter? Yeah. It seems like everybody's over 75 years old in Congress. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, why, why, how do they go home and look at their families in, in, the, in the eye and say, hey, you know what? I just basically said, you're screwed. I don't think they truly believe in any of that. I think they just do it because they feel like that's what's going to get them reelected. There's no way that everybody who says that trans athletes should be competing, men competing against women, agrees with it. Just half the time, it's they just fire up their base to get reelected. How about the trans person who does side with what we're talking about? Yeah. How about that person? How come that person's never heard from? 